Welcome to this episode of Show Your Scars with Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. We may not choose for this to happen to us, but we appreciate who we become in the process. Now let's look into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Today's podcast is brought to you guys by Recoup Fitness. Our friends at Recoup have created a product called the Stinger, and it's the first ever recovery product of its kind. It combines myofascial release and cryotherapy, otherwise known as massage and icing, to replace ice cups for athletes everywhere. This is an amazing product because you can use it in hard to reach places or on bigger muscles like your quads and your IT bands. I use it right around my knee to help with the swelling and just a little bit of relief after I work out. The Stinger is something that you just place in the freezer for two hours and you can enjoy up to six hours of massage. Come on guys, recover smarter. Go to recoupfitness.com. R-E-C-O-U-P fitness.com. Use the code ACL Club to get a discount on one of their Stinger products. Right now, go and start recouping like a pro. Hey, ACL Club. I'm so excited for our guest today and for her to share her story with you all. Her name is Lauren Sesselman. She is a member of the Canadian Women's National Team. She not only went to the Olympics in London in 2012, but her and her team took home the bronze medal. She also competed in 2015 in the Women's World Cup in her home turf of Canada, where Canada made it to the quarterfinals. But Laura, not only that, she's from Green Bay, Wisconsin. She went to Purdue for college, graduated there, played in both the WPS and the NWSL. And just the year before the Women's World Cup in 2014, she ended up tearing her ACL. And we get to sit down and talk with her and see how she journeyed back from that process. She talks about so many great things, what she's up to now, but how she got through, how journaling and meditation really helped her, and why she thinks it's so important to take a deep breath. So thanks for joining us, and here she is, Lauren Sesselman. Lauren, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. And Lauren, your journey, your ACL journey is so interesting because the timing of it was kind of poor, right? You you would would say that. And there's so many people that I talk to who are like, oh, the timing of this, like I'm going to get recruited or I'm... Um, something in the timing is just really off. And just talk about when you tore your ACL and how you recovered in order to get to the big tournament that you were training for. Yeah, so it happened in um, February of 2014. We were actually in Cyprus. Um, we play in this uh, the Cyprus Cup every year. Um, it's a three-week tournament. So, you know, you got like, you're on 10 flights to go out there. And um, so... We're there and it's literally like the first day of practice, you know, and I was starting to feel real good. You know, I was, you know, I had gone through a little funk in my, my game and then I was just, I picked it back up. I was playing amazing. You know, I was so happy. Everything was going great. We get to practice. Yeah, of course. And we're training and, you know, and it happened on grass. I know a lot of people's happened, you know, on the turf and it happened on the grass and I had just stepped. I didn't get hit or anything. I just stepped. My knee just kind of like went to the side and then came back in and it just like, kind of like you could just hear it snap. Yeah. And I was like, did you know right away? Well, 
I had a feeling some obviously something was wrong because I was like, okay, that didn't feel right. But then I, I went down and I was like in tears. You know, some people don't feel it. Some people feel mm-hmm. it. I definitely felt it. So, and all of a sudden swelled up like to the size of a grapefruit. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not good. I'm freaking out. But then they did the ACL test. I'm like, okay, it feels good. But you know, yeah. half the time it's wrong. So right. we're there, you know, in, in Cyprus, like, you know, <laughs> and you know, so not we're like, really where hey, you want to be when that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So kind of like the middle of nowhere and we try to go get a, an x-ray at this, at this place. And, um, yeah. And it just turned out they were just like, you know, I got the news when I was there mm-hmm. and I, I, I was just in constant tears. Like the, the yeah. tears didn't stop flowing because I was like, what is going on? This is just not meant to happen for me. Like I'm a strong player. Like, and they always told me I had great knees. This would never happen to me. And it did. And I was devastated. And my coach was like crying with me. And it was just like, because, you know, I just have worked so hard to be there. And, and then they're like, okay, what we're going to do, we, you know, we're going to address the team, address the team and, you know, a lot of tears. And I was just like, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this journey. I'm extremely scared. Um, cause I've had heard horror stories. You have heard good stories and I've heard horror stories. So the worst part was they wanted me to go back right away to the States so I could get the surgery right away. Well, I had to take like five flights. Mm. We had a lot of, a lot of stuff because, you know, we were going to be there for so long. Um, and then it's like, I was in Germany. I remember they didn't have any carts or wheelchairs. So I was crutching with like five bags. Nobody was helping me. I'm in tears in pain. And I'm like, is this what it's going to be like? Yeah. So it was, you know, it was horrible, but I had fantastic doctors, you know, Canada was on top of my whole progress with me. Uh You know, I was older when it happened. I was what? 30, 31. I think it was 31. Yeah. I'm dating myself here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I was like, and people are like, well, if it happens later in life, it's a lot harder to come back. And I'm like, okay, great. I have no idea what I'm about to embark on. Right. And, you know, it's just, it is a process. And I didn't do very well for a very long time. I, you know, I was depressed. I I went through a, a whole range of emotions and there was just so many peaks and valleys. You know, I was doing well and then I wasn't doing well. And I mean, you know, you've had it. Yeah. And, um, it's just, Oh, it's just, it's a scary thing. If you don't have a good support system, it can be rough for some people. Right. So you, and I think that's a key to the whole journey. You know, you're not only learning a lot about yourself, but you're having to rely on a lot of people. Who are the people that you really put a lot of your trust and your, uh, you know, you leaned on them throughout this process? Mm -hmm. You know, definitely my family. I think they were great. I mean, they took care of me. I was back home in Green Bay where I got it done. Um, I had a wonderful doctor. Uh, you know, I've grown up with him and his family. Like, you know, Green Bay is a small, tight community. And, yeah. you know, I put a lot of trust in him and I could ask any questions. And then, you know, I had my trainer in Canada that she was, you know, she was always on top of it, asking it what I needed, what was my, you know, my process and stuff like that. So because then I was going to Houston because um, I'd gotten picked up by Houston that summer. So, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, telling you different things. So it's kind of like, who are you going to lean on? Who are you going to trust? Who are you going to follow? So, um, you know, it's just, it's not an easy task, but yeah, definitely. Um, I had my, my family and I would have to say Desiree Scott, you know, she was one of my close friends on the team and, you know, she was always there to talk to and event too. So it's, it's nice to have that. Yeah. And what, what about her as a support 
person, you know, she's a strong player as well. I don't think Mm -hmm. she's ever been through an ACL injury. And just what was it about her that allowed you to open up? Because I think some of the times people want to have the right answers. And a lot of the times as, as a support member, you just need to sit there and like be there. Yeah. You know, um, she was, she's just a really fun, funny person. Okay. And she would just try to make me not think about it because if you, you're thinking about it so much, then you're just consumed by it and then the emotions take over and then you're just in a bad place. So I think like with her, it's just, you know, everything was normal. Like we would just laugh. We would do our, you know, our funny videos. You, it would just be mm-hmm. somebody that I could talk to, like texting, be like, Seth, you got this, you know, just like little quotes here and there, just little inspirational texts. It's just, you know, she's just a great friend and it's, it's always nice to have people like that. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, it's a very hard journey. So what Mm -hmm. do you think was the worst moment for you during the recovery process? I think, well, there was this one time I would, uh, I don't know how far out I was from the surgery, but I had a a lot of problem with the blood. Like it was like rushing to the bottom of my legs Mm -hmm. and into my calves. And so I thought I had like a bunch of blood clots and like all this stuff. And I was in so much pain. I'd be like screaming. And cause like, if if it's never happened to you, you have no idea. Like the amount of pain it was like, I'm like, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with my calves were like expanding Mm. and you know, and so I had to go to the hospital and then I was in the hospital for a while and another big thing was I don't take medicine very well. So the medicine they were giving me, I was, and I have a lot of allergic reactions. I was getting so sick. So I was sick for like three months and oh, no. it was, yeah, it was horrible. They had to give me nausea. I was taking so many pills every day. Um, so that was part of it. That was just the pain itself was just horrendous. But I think another big thing is the mental part of it. Yeah. You know, you and I have talked about this before, like the mental part of it, like it can take you out like fat. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. It took me out a couple of times and I'm like, do I want to do this? Can I do this? And so what, what did you do to offset that thought in your mind? Well, for me, I've always wanted to play in the world cup. The world cup was coming to Canada. It's one of the biggest things, you know, the biggest thing for a soccer person for their career. So, and I'm just like this, I want to be there. I want to mm-hmm. make a comeback, you know? And you know, I've had such a, a great career. I was so proud of myself, but I wasn't, I wasn't done. It wasn't complete. And I think having that in like, you know, the positive comments from my, my teammates, my coaches and be like, we need you here. We want you, you know, and that just pushing you every single day. It's kind of like when you wake up, it's your why it's your purpose. It's, there's yeah. something that you're fighting for no matter what it is. And for me, I wanted to be a part of that roster. And so having that, you know, looking at that every day, it just, it kind of forced me. And then I was just doing overtime and just making sure, you know, I was going to be back to that. And you're, you mentioned your ups and downs a little bit. Um, and then the world cup was the world cup, your affirmation. Was that something you said to yourself yeah. every single day that set your mind right in order oh, for you to, to get in the mindset to go to PT or to take a day to rest and recover? Yeah. I mean, there's times where you just didn't want to go because of the pain. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you've never experienced ACL and, and some people, like for me, some people come back a lot faster than others. Some people experience a lot of pain. I was just one that like, because of my body type, just the genetics, whatever it is, like I, it was a painful journey, like all the way up until the end, you know? Yeah. Um, and so just having that in my mindset every day and just being like, how bad do you want it? You know, like your career is not because a lot of people are like, oh, you're done. You're finished. Once you have ACL, you can't come back, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
what? Yeah. Like people are so no. negative in this process. I've had more negativity than I did had any positivity. I was like, okay guys, thanks. But you kind of use that as fuel to your fire and you're like, all right, I'm going to show you. Right. And so, yeah, definitely was mine. And, you know, and I made it and I, you know, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. And we talk at the ACL club a lot about the mental and emotional side. And, you know, we've, we've already been touching on this, but mm-hmm. there's so many things that you can help yourself with during the process that can put you in a better state of mind. And, mm-hmm. and when you have a better state of mind, you know, you're releasing more dopamine, which can help your body um, just feel more joy and, and really heal. And yeah. I, I wonder if you used anything. Did you visualize when you were coming back? Did you visualize yourself back on the field at the World Cup dominating? Oh, yeah. Like, it would almost consume my dreams at night because I wanted it that badly, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's so many different things. You know, you have your support system and then you have – I would use, like, music or I would use, like, relaxation techniques just to kind of calm myself down because you get so hyper. You're just like, oh, my gosh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And then you're like, you know what? You just need to relax and you need to trust the process, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm because we all want to, like, jump ahead of the program. But it's a slow, slow process to build. Yes. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And then they push too far and then there's a setback. Yep. So, uh, and I think we've all done that, right? We've, yeah, we've experienced I mean, the setbacks, but it's within those setbacks that you have to then refocus and say, okay, it is a process mm-hmm. and I'm going to get back out of this, this down moment and get back onto what I'm working for. Exactly. And, you know, and I think just that, just take a deep breath. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. just figure it out. Like I would have, I would have a journal, like kind of like a little book that I would write down my day out to make sure I was, you know, the ultimate athlete getting back from this injury, mm-hmm. nutrition, you know, making sure I, I do the strength, maybe even more than I was supposed to do just because I just wanted it so badly. And, um, you know, the meditation, I was never huge into meditation and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then I kind of integrated that in just like light a candle, turn the lights out, just relax and just be present and just be thankful for, you know, the journey, you know, cause it's going to make you stronger in the end. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's, def- you don't wonder, you don't know why these things happen to you, but yeah. they happen to you for a reason. And, you know, now I know why things have happened to me and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've kind of, you know, accepted that. So I think you just kind of just need to take a a deep breath, chill out. You know, if there's certain things that, that help you get by, if there's certain quotes you have to listen to, there's certain music you have to, you know, or you need to hear something from somebody. I mean, just do it. Yeah. Did you have a certain quote that you would, that reminds you of that process that you really clung to during your ACL rehab? Yeah, there's that one quote by Marianne um, Williamson. Um, it's um, that our deepest fear. Oh my is gosh! Yeah, adequate. I love I, like the one from Coach Carter. Ever since I heard it from Coach Carter, like I, I love that movie. It's just you know, as an athlete, competitive athlete, you like those kind of things, and mm-hmm. it's just you read that and I keep reading it and I read it and I'm just like, wow, I am powerful beyond measure. Like you know, yeah, it isn't you know, just those words that you you read and it's just. It, it kind of gives you goosebumps, you know, when you read that. It gives me goosebumps and, just thinking about it. Like I just shared yeah. that with my brother the other day because I thought it was oh, such, really? it's such a powerful quote, especially oh. I think as an athlete, you really, 
you have so many fears about what could happen. You know, Mm -hmm. especially when you're coming back from an injury, you're fearful of so many things. Like, was that step wrong? Am I going to be pushing it too much? Am I resting too Mm -hmm. much? Am I going to be able to make it back on the court or the field or whatever you're trying to get back on? Those fears overwhelm you. And this, you're like, no, we're powerful. We are powerful. Yeah. And I think we, yeah, we lose that side of mind a lot. So I think having something that you, that, you know, that you read every day to be like, you know what? Negativity gone, you know, let's do this. Like I am strong. I didn't come this far to quit now. And it's like, it kind of just wakes you up a little bit. So uh, if you haven't seen that quote, like you people out there, you definitely need to read that quote because you're going (laughs) to love it. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, going back to your journey and the, there's moments where you were getting close to, you know, summer of 2015 and the world cups coming up. Mm -hmm. Did you have a, like, I can see the light at the end of this tunnel moment. Oh yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, there was times even like a couple months prior where like something had happened and I had to take a step back and then it would go forward. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so like, there was one point, like there was a couple months before we had to go into camp, like in the beginning of the year. And I went to, to, to camp and they're like, you're running wrong. And I was like, well, I was pushed to run and I wasn't, I knew I was doing it incorrectly, but who I was with at the time, like not to knock them or anything. They were great. They're fabulous. Helped me so much, but they were pushing me too fast when I should have been just doing what I was supposed to be doing. And so then I had to stop for a couple weeks and do none of that. So I felt like I'd come so far and then I had to stop and then I had to relearn all the mechanics again. Mm -hmm. So that was extremely frustrating for me because it's like the clock was kind of ticking. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there was definitely like, then all of a sudden I was like, I feel no pain. Yeah. And then, and then I'm running correctly. Yeah. And I just, but I just, I felt great, you know, like in practice one day, I'm like, Oh, I don't feel any pain in my knee. I'm like, this is amazing. And I think there was one day, I think it was Desi that actually hit me in practice. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, she hit me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I'm like, you know what? I feel great. And I, and then I, after that, I asked her if she would stay after practice and just hit me because, because that's what I'm yeah. known for. Like for me, that that's how I am as an athlete. I'm a strong athlete. And Mm -hmm. if I didn't have that bring onto the field, what good was I? Right. Totally. You know? Yeah. So we all have our strengths, you know, and, and that's what the team looked at me for was to be that enforcer in the back. And if I didn't have that, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't going to be, you know, a great part of the team. So I actually asked Desi to do that. And she's (laughs) like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. I want you to tackle me. I want you to do everything because I don't want to be scared. Yeah. And I remember a couple of times she would help me. And I was like, every day after training, I want you to help me do a little bit more and a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And she did. And and that's why it's great to have such a great friend like that or yeah. somebody that you can rely on. And, you know, what it helped me. I wasn't scared in practice anymore. And then the old Lauren just kind of came right back out. And then once we got to the World Cup, I was like, OK, I'm ready for this. And, <laughs> you know, and I just yeah. I felt great. Good. I felt great. So, yeah, that's a really cool moment that you you had and. Um, the realization that you were you were, you were ready and mm-hmm. you, you could take the the hits or whatever the game was going to bring at you. And yeah. I just want to go back though because you talked a little bit about how you knew that you weren't running correctly, but you did it anyways. And I think mm-hmm. this is a really hard part of the process is you have to put your trust in other people, but at mm-hmm. the same time listen to your gut. And what yeah. do you think that 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 process taught you right there in? in learning how to rerun and having to do that because you just were pushed a little too much. 
I just think you need to listen to your, your body because the thing is, is there's everyone's different. And I think that's what people forget to, yeah. to realize. Like there's some people that come back within six months, like, you know, I'll see Jordy Nelson from Green Bay Packers. Like, yeah. you know, he's a freak of nature coming back so quickly like that. But the reality is I'm a female. My body's completely different. Yeah. And, and I've even had another teammate. She's, she's a little bit smaller than me. Well, maybe her body heals a lot faster than me, you know? And I think people forget that, you know, even the negative people, they're like, Oh, well this person came back. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Uh (laughs) This is my process, not their process. And everyone's different. So I think to all the listeners out there, I think it's just really important to go at your own pace. What you feel is right. Don't have someone push you, you know, sit down and be communicate, like communicate with them. Like I had to sit down with the person I was working with and I was just kind of like, you know, I feel like I wasn't ready for that step. You yeah. know, like there was too much pain. Um, I felt like my hips were out of place. I was running incorrectly, you know, and the other person I'm working with says to slow it down that way. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I totally let, let's do that. So then we reworked the program. And then there was another person I was doing the program with, cause there was two guys actually that were going through it, but they were a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So like I was with Britt going through the process, you know, we just need to look at each other and be like, okay, well, this is us, our support system. We can't look at the, the guys because right. they're completely different. Um, so I think people just need to just take a deep breath and I feel like just have faith that it's just all going to come together in the end. And don't push it because you push it, something else is going to offset and you may be out even longer than you anticipated. Yeah, it's the, the ACL club, I think even you're talking about within a community of a PT um, facility that you guys had your own little ACL club and you were supporting mm-hmm. one another without comparing to one another. And I think exactly. that's a really hard thing to do, but I think it's so valuable in this whole journey. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you could go back and tell yourself one thing before this whole thing started, before you tore your ACL yeah, and, or right after you tore your ACL and you were beginning the whole process, what would it be? That is a really good question. I think it would be take a deep breath. (laughs) Yeah. I think like after, like after the initial impact of it, the, the emotions just are running so high and the right, the first thing you do is I'm not going to make it back. The first thing I said, I'm like, can I do this? And I think before you freak out, which everybody does, I mean, everyone's different, but if, before you freak out, I think what you need to do, take a deep breath. And, you know, if there's something that you're gunning for, like if there's just something that you really want, you know, write it down. Yeah. Write small goals for yourself. I mm-hmm. think we are, my biggest goal was, okay, World Cup. That's the end goal. But what are the steps to get there? So I sat down with my, with my trainer, with my person, like, what do I have to do every week? to get there. Mm-hmm. So, but if you don't take a deep breath and you don't go through the process, like slowly the way that you, you need to do it. Um, I think you're going to freak yourself out. And I think, you know, as we said, the mental game is the biggest thing in this. And if you take yourself out of it right away, it's going to be a difficult journey for you. Yeah, for sure. And then I think still talking to those people, did you find a little hack in the the system, something that you were like, oh gosh, now I recommend this to everybody. If you're getting, if you're going through an ACL, make sure you get, get or do this. Um, I think what was great and maybe a lot of people might not have access to this, but like, I think it's just like the other stuff outside of the, uh, the workouts itself is, you know, making sure you're getting enough sleep, you're, mm-hmm 
getting massages, acupuncture, all those things. Like I know you're going to be in treatment a lot, but those things really helped with the process for me. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's like way more hacks out there, but for me, like that's what it, like yeah. what worked. Did you, you do know? a lot of acupuncture throughout your? I did. Yeah. I did. And it, it, it helped. And a lot of massages because mm-hmm. I would get a, like a lot of built up scar tissue when it was healing and, um, in that, but I think also another hack is working outside of what you're given. So like, I'll be watching TV and I'll just be like, you know, like squishing my quad and in, in VMO, like squeezing mm-hmm. it tight and yeah. just keep working it and working it and working it. So mm-hmm. I think it's the work outside of the work too, that, that yeah. is going to really help you. And, um, but yeah, that's I love, I loved acupuncture too. I still do. I think it helps mentally mm-hmm. and, and physically, but the massage, I would go into PT and tell my PT, can you just like, can I just have like two extra minutes on my knee or yep. like just more hands on today? I need you to, and I think exactly. your body tells you that, you know, if you need oh, more yeah. hands on treatment, it's not, don't be afraid to tell your, your trainer that. Yeah, um, exactly. And then for you, you know, this is a, this is a, hard process and, um, it teaches you a lot. If you would have to summarize what this process taught you and what values were instilled in you, what would that be? Um, I think it's just, you know, trust the process, keep the faith, um, and believe in yourself. There are so many times, like, you know, you have the, the doubters like in your every day, you're not going to make it back. You're not going to be the same player. You're not going to be as strong. You're not going to be as good. I think you just need to push, push that away and be like, you know what? I got this because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got this far in my career yeah. if I didn't got this, you know, and that just have confidence in yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think you kind of lose that because of all the negativity. Um, but I don't know, I guess it would just, it would just be that. Yeah, I like that. And, and just to let everybody know, let's talk about how you, got over your ACL and made it mm-hmm. back for the the World Cup in Canada as mm-hmm. a Canadian. How awesome was that to play I mean, on your home fi- field for, for such a big tournament? It's It was insane. Like, I can't even describe, you know, the feeling just playing in front of, you know, the sea of red and white. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a phenomenal experience, like, to host the World Cup and just to be back on the field again. I missed it so much, you know. It's, it was, it's been our lives for so long. And, you know, when it's taken away from you, it's, uh, it's, it's hard, you know. You know. And so, yeah, I think it's just, you know – it was just, it was just unreal. Like you walk the streets and everyone's like, go, go Canada, you know, like, oh, Sess, great tackle. Like I love watching you out there. Like, you know, it yeah. just kind of like, is, is that little feeling that's like, oh, right. I did this. I got here, you yeah. know, like I'm part of this amazing team and we're going to do amazing things. And, you know, it's, it's been an amazing ride with the Canadian national team. Yeah. And what a moment for you to within a year, tear your ACL and then make it back to the field to compete on an international level. So, I mean, all of us at the ACL club are so proud of you for doing that. Thanks girl. And as you now, I mean, you're doing great things now. Um, talk a little bit about what you're up to these days. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't like really retired from soccer yet because I feel like there's still a little bit of hunger in me, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen this, this, this year. Um, but in, in the meantime, you know, um, I started some businesses. So I have a fitness company called Fit as a Pro. 
Um, it's all on the go, fun workouts. We have a lot of amazing things coming this year. Um, so everyone should check us out. Um, we're on all social media platforms and we're also going to be doing a lot of like a little bit of a boot camp, uh, soccer camp tour. So we'll be doing the boot camps for, for the adults, you know, a little bit of the fit as a pro action there. And then we're going to do some soccer camps. Um, we've kind of changed our whole soccer camp routine. We're going to call it level up with, uh, with the pros instead of success through soccer. It's going to be, you know, kind of helping that athlete on and off the fields. We have some mm-hmm. great stuff in store for that. And then um, just doing like a little bit of fun TV stuff. So um, just kind of trying a few things. And, you know, as I'm getting older here, you know, you got to think <laughs> of, you know, what's next. And yeah, that's great. N- you know, for us as athletes, we never want to be done. But, right. you know, there's always that next phase. And um, I think that's one of the biggest things, too, that that last question you asked me is, um you know, when soccer's taken away from you, it's been part of us for so long. What, who am I without soccer? Yeah. I think you really have to look deep inside. And that, that was one of the things I wanted to touch on because my mom's like, you're not just soccer. And I, ha- cause like, I would just have, I would just be so sad. And she's like, there's more to you than that. And I was like, yeah, but nothing's going to happen without soccer. And if I don't come back, then I'm going to be a nobody and all this stuff. And it's just like, I think it really like was a realization to me that like, wow, you're talented in so many different ways. And, you know, and so it's just when that's taken away from you, I think you really, you really sit back and think about those things too. Yeah. So who, who is Lauren Sesselman? Who is Lauren? So she is a confident, kind, caring, fun, loving person. And she's going to do great things. Right. And an entrepreneur and, <laughs> and an entrepreneur and, and a fitness pro and a soccer player. You yeah. know, so many things that, that make up who you are. And uh, so a little bit more about your fitness, fit as a pro. The last mm-hmm. question here, um, before, before we thank you for your time is there's so many exercises that you learn in the ACL mm-hmm. recovery process. Is there still things that you incorporate and in fit as a pro and what are those go-to oh, yeah. exercises? Oh yeah. I mean, I always talk about, cause like I have a lot of people that reach out to me like, Oh, I had a knee injury and blah, mm-hmm. you know, and all these things. So I do a lot of modifications and a lot of the stuff that I do. So people who have, you know, been fortunate enough not to have those issues can do certain things. And then the modifications for people, um, I still do a lot of balance work. I love balance work, like, yeah. you know, yeah. and then just working on that VMO and that quad. I still do those things every day before I go work out. Um, so yep. a lot of the stuff that I do in soccer and how we trained as athletes, like I bring into my, my workouts because people love to see what we we've done and what we do. And they love to work out like how we, how we do. And so I try to bring a lot of that into it. So we have workouts for everybody, you know, all fitness levels, you know, we have beginner, intermediate, um, you know, and then super hard. So we do stuff like you can do within your home, hotel room, all these Mm -hmm. different fun, crazy things for everybody. Um, but yeah, I incorporate a lot of those kind of exercises in there and there's always modifications for people, you know, who've, who've had some injuries. Well, that's awesome. And, and we really do appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast, Lauren, um, and helping us dive more into your scar story and how it helped you shape your life. Um, now that you're a pro still at soccer and at fitness and as an entrepreneur, <laughs> but you know, in the end, we all just leave what one thing we leave a legacy here. And what do you mm-hmm. want your legacy to be? What do you want people to remember you as? I just want people to remember me as the hard worker that I am, you know, like nothing obviously, you know, comes easy for any of us. We work so hard to get 
anything that we have. And I think I just want to be remembered as a good, kind-hearted person that worked her butt off to get where she's at and that she was, you know, a great person both on and off the field and, and everything that she does. And for me, leaving a legacy is like just a huge thing. And I've always just loved being a role model that these kids, you know, these future generations coming up can look up to. Um, so that's what I would love to be remembered for. And luckily enough, I know you, Lauren, and I know that that (laughs) is the person that you are every day, day in and day out. So you're doing a great job. And really, we, we appreciate you taking the time to share your story with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I hope you liked our conversation with Lauren Sesselman and make sure you comment below. We'll tag all the things that she mentioned in the show notes. We'll talk about her doctor in Green Bay, her physical therapists, and also what she's doing now with Fit as a Pro. We'll tag everything that she has going on there. We hope that this podcast inspired you guys and helped you get to know Lauren a little bit more, but also connected your journeys together. We all have very unique scar stories, but we're all in this together because we are the ACL club and we support one another through this whole journey. Until next time, go out there and show your scars.